All right. So today's daf daf yud dalit, page fourteen, and the halakha mesech is getting, and we are up to Omar Lei Huna Mar Bereder Av Nechemia. Second line from the top, at the end of the line, Omar Lei. Aleph Lamed. All right. That is where we left off, and uh, just a quick reminder, not a recap, but a reminder that we're going through the topic of finding a case where somebody can say, please give this object to the Yenim, to Reuven says, I want this to go to Shimon, and it becomes Shimon even before any action occurs. And we went through a few possibilities of how that could happen. Either there was a Shchiv Meirah, or all three people were there at the time, okay? And it goes back to our Mishnah where we were trying to figure out why in the beginning of our Mishnah, the Mishnah on Amar Aleph, on Yud Gimel Amar Aleph, said that if somebody says, give a get to my wife or a, or a, a, a document of emancipation to my servant, and then he dies, we don't give the get and we don't give the document. However, at the end of the Mishnah it says, if he says, give money to this guy, then we're going to give it, and then he dies. We're going to give it <clears throat> even after he dies. The Gemara is trying to explain why that halacha would be true. What are the circumstances surrounding that halacha? So here we go. The son of Rab Nechemia said, Rabashi al but now Kigoyin Hani Debei Bar El Yoshev. What about people from the Bar El Yoshev Mishpacha? Now, what's unique about the people of the Bar El Yoshev Mishbacha family? The Kofti, they tie the Shokli and they take the outer payment right away. Okay. These were tough guys. That if you owed them money, they got their money. We should say that they don't get any, are we going to say they don't acquire it even if all three people are there at one time, Ruvain, Shimon and Levi, now we said when can you do that, when the lender, I'm sorry when the borrower has no hana at all from the transaction if you're going to tell me that they're not kind of it, these thugs so now we're creating different groups within your halacha and it's not a clear-cut rule anymore. So what we're challenging Ravashi is that you, uh, you can't tell me that uh, even in a case where the borrower, the person who owns money, the person who owes the money is, has no benefit whatsoever that it doesn't pay back. That, that, that it's not a kinyan, it's not an acquisition. This, uh, in three specific matters, Shavinu Rabbanon kehilchas obleitaima. The Rabbanon established things as a halacha without giving a specific reason for it. They just enacted a halacha, and they didn't give a specific reason. Chadaha, one reason, uh, one, one halacha that we don't know the reason for, but we know has been trans, has been passed down through the generations is that if you have Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, all three members standing there. And, Ru, and Shimon owes money to Reuven. And Reuven says to Shimon, instead of giving it to me, I want it to go to Levi. That it becomes Levi's. 
That's a halacha. We don't understand the reason, but we know it's halacha Majmi Sinai. It's clear that's a halacha. There's, there's three halachas that we have such a thing. One is this. What are the other two halachas? So get ready. It's very interesting. The Idach, another halacha, Dhamma of Yudah, Mashmur, Vivi said name Mashmur. Hakaisim kol nechasav leishtai. A person writes over all of his property, shall belong to his wife. Lay asa ella apitrapia. The, uh, the assumption is, is that he wants her to be the apitrapis, the supervisor over, um, over the estate. Okay? That I, he wrote over that Shimamish owns it. Why is she only considered a, a uh, trustee over the estate? Because the assumption is this, that this, was his, this, it, this is what his intention was. That he, he says, listen, I'm, I'm on my deathbed. I'm not capable of handling my things anymore, of handling my financial affairs. So I want her to handle it. Um, but that the wonder did happen. Correct. But he said, give it to my wife. Usually when somebody dies, his children are the one who inherit. He said, give it all to my wife. So he said, we treat the wife like an apitrapa. She's the trustee. I think that's the best word to use it. She's the, she supervises uh, the estate, even though her, the husband said it should all go to her. Okay. Now, this is a chiddush because usually we listen to a shchiv meira. We, we take his words exactly and we'll follow him. But over here, we don't know the reason, but Allah is we're going to consider the wife to be a, to be a trustee. Well, because we're saying... That's our assumption. That the children Yeah, but what if you give away a gift before you pass away? So they don't inherit. It's, this, it's not his to inherit. If he, let's say a taco was a gift to his wife. So it's not to inherit. So the assumption is that he, that's not what he means. The assumption is he just he wants it to stay his, there should be inheritance, and she's a trustee. If a person pays for a chasna for his son to uh, to get married, the son is the one who is the house. Okay. Now, what this means is as follows. This is a, a for for us. It's very unique because we get married in either halls or outdoor locations, destination weddings you have. But it was very common for people in honor of the wedding to build a home for the chasna. Now, the assumption is, why are you building a home to have the chasna and the shabrachas? For the couple. That's going to be their new house. The halacha is, it becomes the son's, even if the son doesn't make an acquisition on it. He doesn't have to do a maizakin. He doesn't have to do it, any sort of act of, uh, of acquiring it. But since the, uh, the father built it uh, for the son, uh, for the son's chasna, the assumption is that the chameda gezera, that it's, um, it becomes the son's property automatically as soon as, uh, as, as soon as he gets married. Okay. Now, you can think of halachic ramifications, big time. There's a lot of big halachic ramifications. Let's say you're, the, the son getting married already had children. Let's say you have a, a guy with two children and his father builds him a house. The father... Yaakov, I'm sorry, Yaakov. Ruvain has a couple kids. And now he's engaged to be married. Yaakov builds him a house for his chasen. 
In other words, he had a first marriage. Yeah, or whatever. He has two, yeah. However, he has two kids, first marriage, whatever it is. And now he's getting married. His father builds him a, a home for the chasna. And then the son dies before he even, uh, you know, before he makes a Misa Kenyan, an act of acquisition. So according to the decree of the Chachamim, the kids are going to inherit the house because they already became their fathers. Yeah? And we don't have a svara for it. We don't have a svara. Why? But this was a, a necessary gzera of, uh, of the Chacham. Okay. Gavaldik. Amalei Ravacha Bardala, Ravacha Bardala said, Amalei Ravla Ravacha Bardala, Kaba de Myrika Isli Gabach. I have a Kav of Myrika, a Kav of Myrika. I have a measurement of saffron by you. In other words, there's a deposit that's holding by you. Yahweh Laplani, I want you to give it to Levi. Okay? So Ruvain says to Shimon, you know, you have uh, my saffron's in your house. Give it to Levi instead of giving it back to me. And, the, and I'm telling you this in front of Levi so that I can't back out. Okay. Now, how would we understand that expression? That I want Levi to be here so that he could mun me for it. Yeah, when you say something, some man's as good as his word. So he says, I don't have witnesses here or anything, but, they, uh, you know, it's me, you, and Levi. I, I, I'm telling you in front of Levi because I don't want to give myself the ability to uh, back out. They say about uh, Rebellion Lapian, Zechir Sadiq Kodesh Levracha, that when they came out, that smoking wasn't good. Uh, was, wasn't good for one's health. Previously, it was expected that it was good, actually. That, that was the uh, science of the time. It was uh, laxative, it was a diuretic, it caused the system to move. When he found out that it wasn't healthy, so they say he went into the Bishmedrish and he told a few guys, I quit smoking. And he walked out. And afterwards he explained that he, he didn't feel that he could control himself. But his, self, his self-respect was overrode his taiva. So by going to base version, tell him the island, but he stops smoking, now he'll feel stupid to go smoke. You know? So that's how he that's how he got himself to uh, that's how he got himself to quit. So it, it's this psychology that uh, Rav Acha Bardala was using when he says, I said that, you know, when he says Allah there, Ruben says to Shimon uh, in front of Levi, I want to go to Levi. He wants Levi there so that Levi heard and he's not gonna change his mind. He's not gonna back out. Machal Dibay Hadabe, which seems to imply that in general, if he would have wanted to back out, he could have. Matsi Hadabe, he could back out. The question is like this. According to the way we explained the prior, Levi already was kainit. So what's the point? He says, uh, I'm, I want Levi to be there. Why? This way I can't back out. Hello? You know why you can't back out? Because we learned in our Mishnah, based upon our Mishnah, that Levi owns it right then and there. That's why you can't back out. You can't give somebody a present... And two weeks later, like, yeah, I changed my mind. I want it back. Trade backsies. He already has an ownership, asked the Gemara. You're right. What we mean is, is that in this matter, you can't back out because it's already a valid uh, handoff of, of the finances. Says That's not a Chiddush. Rav already told us that. 
If Reuben says to Shimon, you have a hundred dollars from me, you give it to Levi, but my if they're all there, your kindness. So why would Rav tell me that same halacha again? By a gift. Sigmar says, I'll tell you what, if I would have just said the um, the case of a hundred dollars, I would say, that's where there's more money involved. But if it's a smaller gift, like, like what was it? I have some saffron by you. So that maybe we would hold that uh, you don't need the guy to be there for, for him to own, to own it. Therefore, the Chiddush Arav is that whenever uh, you want the transaction to take place, you need the third party to be there. This applies whether it's less valuable or more valuable. Okay. Let's get involved in a couple of stories over here about this. Two dots, a little, uh, about a little more than a third of the way down. Now, there were people who ran gardens, a garden, as a garden. The Ovid, they made Chushbana, a Cheshbana, a calculation, Bahadei Adadi, together. They made a, a calculation. They were, uh, you know, profit. Uh, they were uh, you know, going through their profits. Posh, Chamesh Istrezuze Gabichad Menayu. And it turns out that one of them had made five more istere zuzim than the other guy. Okay. So Amri Lay, he says, you know, you have this uh, extra money over here. You should give it to, we're gardening the land, and now there's extra money coming to you. You should give it to the one who owns the land. And the guy who owns the land was there. And the... The, the one who owns the land made a Kenyan on it. He actively made a Kenyan. The Saif, at, after, this, after this conversation, Ozal, he went, and he went through the accounting again, and and it turns out that he didn't have any extra money at all. He thought he had an extra, call it $5. He said, extra $5, let's give it over to, to the guy who owns the land. And then he realized that he taka never uh, made that extra money. Also, kabeid Rav Nachman, so he came from Rav Nachman. Yeah, he doesn't want to give it to him. Amalei, Rav Nachman said, "My uh, my yavid lach, what do you want me to do?" Chada, first of all, Dam Rav Marav, Rav Marav taught us that if you have three people together, the Allah we just learned, the the one who owns the land already acquired it because he was standing there. But furthermore, how he actually made a ma'isa kinyan. He made an act of acquisition, so it's his. Like, what do you want me to do? So Amalei Rava, uh, uh, Rava said, "Atu hai mika Amar Yavina. Is this guy saying I don't want to give the money? No, the leka gaboy kamar. What he's saying is that I never intended to give you the money. Meaning, the whole thing will call it like a mekachtois. He's not. He's not claiming the guy never made a kinyan. What he's saying is the whole thing's a tois. I thought I was giving him because I had X amount of money. It turns out that money wasn't there. So, so you know, that's why he wanted to back out. So Amarlay, so he said to him, M. Cain, if that's the situation, Kenyan betoisu, then the whole Kenyan was done betoisu. That was not your intention. The whole Kenyan betoisu, it goes back. It's, the, the whole thing goes back and there's no, uh, there's no uh, valid transaction that took place. Okay. Here we go. Now the Gemara is going to take us into, we're going to have a couple stories here, but it's actually a very lumdish sugya here. And we're going to, the, this sugya is called 
the sugya of, of Heilich. And the concept is quite simple. The concept is, if I make a shliach lahilacha, I make a messenger to bring something to somebody else. So, for example, I owe you $1,000. So I say to Yankel, Yankel, please take the $1,000 and repay, give it to Yale. On the way to your house, I call him up. He's now my shliach lahilacha. He's my messenger to bring it. On his way, I call him up and I say, Yankel, turn around. I changed my mind. I'm not ready to pay back yet. Okay? What, what do we do then? What's, what's Yankel's options under those circumstances? So, Idmar, we learned. A guy says, bring money to Pliny because I owe money. Omar Rav, Rav says, If the money gets lost, Yankel, the messenger, drops the money on the way. Chayav Yusay. I still, he could be responsible to me. I still need to pay you back. I can't say, listen, I handed money over to a messenger. I do what I need to do. Tough luck. No, money never back to you. However, ready for this? If I want to call Yanko back and say, Yanko, don't deliver the money to Yale, I can't do that either. Incredible. All right? You can't do that either. Can't do that either. You have to explain why. So in in Lumbus, this is a problem. If you get into the, the kishkas of this, we have an issue. Because again, we're saying, I'm still, if he loses the money, I'm still obligated to pay you. Which seems to imply that the money... The shliach, the shliach yeah. takes taking responsibility. That's right. Shliach's taking responsibility. So let's see over here. Since the borrower who's returning the money is, oh, is, remains chayyub to pay back the lender, he can always take the money back. It didn't become anybody else's. The messenger is like an extension of me. So if I tell Yanko, turn around and get back here, he's obligated to turn around and get back here. Okay. Let's say this is the machlokes between Rav and Shmuel. The dummy. One opinion is that if somebody sends a messenger to take the money, Heilich, take it, kizchi, he's saying you should acquire this on behalf of Yale. You take it for me. It's like I'm paying back, and you take it to him, and therefore I can't take it back from you. Now, what's going to be the gap in that? You think of a problem? Here's the problem with that. Who's, That's right. Who's, who's responsible? The the borrower is still responsible to pay back the money. Okay. In is, we're, we're, yeah. So One says is not One says that if you say take the money, it's as if you're telling him to acquire it, and therefore you cannot back off. The other one says who you could return. Shmuel says you could. Take the money back. Holds that if I say Heilich, please bring the money. He does not acquire it on behalf of, of the lender. Tigmar says, Light. No, that's not what's happening. Kuli Alma, everybody agrees. If I say Heilich to somebody, take the money to Yale to pay him back, that it's Kizchi. It's like you're, he's, he's taking it, on, he's acquiring it for the lender. 
The case over here is Mar Migu. One opinion is this is the Shitas Rav. He holds we don't say Migu. Now the Migu would be since I'm obligated to pay back until it actually reaches your hand. You got to. Um, I, I could. Uh, I could take it back. Mar Savar Bashmol says no. Amrina Migu. We do say Migu. What is Migu? Migu means like this. You can't answer two chasnas since I am responsible. To pay you until the moment it reaches your hand, I can call the guy back until it reaches your hand. That's Shmuel. Rob says no. Just because I cannot take you back, call you back, does not mean that I also don't need to make sure it makes its way to you. Now, Rob's opinion needs more clarification than Shmuel. Understand why? According to Shmuel, there's consistency in his approach. He says, you never paid back. You sent a messenger. You haven't paid back. So if the messenger loses the money, you still need to pay. But because of that, you could always call the messenger back until he actually gives it over. Rav's kind of seems to be a strange type of opinion where he's saying, I didn't pay back till I give it to you. But at the same time, I cannot call the guy back. So what's this guy? Who is he? So that's still what needs to be clarified. But with that hanging in the air, says Gemara, Tani Kavasei Derav, the Baisa seems to support Shitas Rav, who says that you cannot call the messenger back. If I say to a messenger, please give $100 to Pliny, because I, I owe it to him. Or give it to him as a gift. Or bring this deposit to him because he left it in my domain and I want to give it back to him. In all these cases, the one who sends the messenger is obligated in the responsibility until it reaches the hand of the owner. At the same time, you cannot take it back. So this contradictory type of approach, you see, is also exists in a brisa, and that would be a proof to Rav. Rav and Shmuel were early on my rum. If a brisa is supporting Rav, Says the Gemara, one second, let's just understand this Brysa Pekadon, when it comes to a deposit, let the sender say to the messenger, you know, hey, this guy gave a deposit to me, I'm sending it back to him, could you please bring it to him? The, the messenger loses it. Let the sender say to the messenger, it is not his will that it be in your hands, and therefore you could return it to me. You, you should be allowed to call the shlichas back, the Gemara is asking. We said in all these cases, you cannot call the shliach back. Says Gemara, when you borrow money, fine. I can hear a svara, we didn't get into that yet. I can hear a svara. But when it comes to a return of a deposit, I ask the guy to bring the deposit back to the owner. He's halfway there. I call him on the cell phone. I'm like, Yankel, come back. Yankel's like, no, I don't need to listen to you. What do you mean you don't need to listen to him? Avad, you need to listen to him. But the, the owner doesn't want it in his hand bechlal either. It doesn't make a difference. Amr of Zerub, Zerub explains, Kisha Huxuk Kafrun. When, no, the owner does want it in the hand of the messenger because he found out that the guy who he left the deposit with is a, uh, he's, he's a, we'll call it a god of, literally means he's a liar. He's not a trustworthy person. And therefore he's gone fine happy to have it out of the hands of, of the one holding the deposit, once he gets in the hands of the messenger, the messenger does not go back in that case to bring it. 
Okay, Rav Sheshes Avalei Ashosa the Sarvla Bemchuz. Rav Sheshes had a um, a loan that needed to be paid up from the city of Mechuzah. Okay, now what happened was Rav Sheshes was a businessman, as many Amiram were. Okay, they they uh, they earned a parnasa and they were tamid echam, and he would give. He was a he was a supplier, so he would supply the goods and then. Bill, he would build them. So the, he had uh, uh, he had people who owed him money for his clothing that he had given them. Please, you're going to the place where these people who owe me money live. When you're there, ask them for money that they owe me and bring it back to me. Okay, bring it back to me. Azal, Sir Yosef went. Yosef Archama, Yavinule. And the buyers gave him the money that they owed Rav Sheshes. And Amri Lay, they said to him, Niknei Minach. Let, we want to make a Kenyan with you. We want to make a Kenyan with you. Why do, make, why do we want to make a Kenyan with you? Because we want it to be that you take a full responsibility that if you lose the money, we're not obligated to him. So you take ownership over the money. This way, we're giving it to you. You own it. And the chiyuv, the payback of Sheshis, will be on you and not us. Amar lehu, he says, in, okay. Lesayf ishtamit lehu. And then in the end, ishtamit lehu, he did not do, the, he did not make a Kenyan. He had agreed to make a Kenyan with them. And then Saif called Saif. In the end, they, the, a, a Kenyan was never made. All right. Kiyosa legabei. Amarlei Shapir Avant, he said to him, What you did was correct. Um, he said, What you did was correct by taking the money, but by not obligating yourself on this. There's a biggest side in life, uh, in life as well. And he quoted the Pasuk of Eved Laiva, the borrower is a servant, Laish, to a man, Malva, who is a lender. Okay? What does this mean? Big aside. Something, uh, one of the financial rules that my parents gave me when I got married. Three financial rules that my parents gave me when I got married. Number one is, take exact miser. If you want to give more afterwards, you can give more afterwards. But don't overestimate. Exact miser. And then give extra. Number two, they told me, Never borrow money that you can't pay back by that coming Shabbos. If you don't have money, ask for a gift. Do not borrow money you can't pay back by that coming Shabbos. The third rule they gave me is never lend money to somebody that you can't afford to lose. Those were the three financial gifts when I was starting out uh, as a yeshiva bukhir. Uh, and what do I know? I'm like, okay, fine. These things didn't mean anything to me. And then as I go through life, I'm like, <laughs> beauty. <laughs> Saving a lot of headache and a lot of heartache. Those are good ones. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So what he was telling him was, telling Rebasif, they wanted him to be in an uncomfortable, sometimes people put us into an uncomfortable financial 
position. People. I'm going to be a messenger. They wanted to work to their event, and it puts up somebody else into something that's mamish to his detriment. He's going to be a messenger. Shesha told him, "Good, it's good that you didn't ultimately make an acquisition. You, you're smart for not putting yourself into a place where you're going to sell yourself short, and you only had what to lose and nothing to gain." Lishna Achrina, Shapir Another approach was he said he did well. Eved Leiva Ishmalva. Okay. Either you can say that the uh, the borrower is like a servant to the lender. So good for you for not making yourself into a servant. Ravachi Rabbeisha Havalei Ispikal Kaspa Benardo. Ravacha, the son of Rabbeisha, had a silver cup in Nardo, top of Amud Beis. Omar Luhula Rav Dustoi Bar Rav Yanai. He said to Dustoi, the son of Rav Yanai, Rav Yaisi Bar Kifar, and to Rav Yaisi Bar Kifar. Bahadi Datisu Atsuani Alei. Please bring my silver cup that's in our day. Bring it back to me when you come back. Also, Yaveni Alei. They came back and they gave it to him. Omar Luhu. He said, Nikni Minaihu. Um, could we let's make a uh, a Kenyan this way? Uh, I'm sorry. He asked them to bring the cup back. So they went to get the cup. And the people, same thing. They said, we want you to make an acquisition, assuming full responsibility on the cup. Now, they're just here to do a taiva. They're not here to take uh, financial uh, responsibility. So, Amar um, Luhu, they said, Loi. No, we're happy to return the deposit, but we're not taking achrayas on this. People say, you bring a package to Eretz Yisrael. You do so I'm happy to help. I'm not taking a chayas on this. I'm sorry. Right? Something goes wrong. B'shomayf. Light. Omar lehu. Amri lehu. He said to him, Ahadre Nielan. Okay, so give us back the deposit. If, you, if we can't trust you to bring it. So Rav Destoy Bravyani, Omar lehu. In, he said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it back to you. Rav Yisibar Omar lehu lay. He said, no, I'm not giving it back. <laughs> okay. Now remember, Lefishitas Rav. You don't need to give it back. Right, because we said, remember, we quoted the brisa. One of the cases was, if you send a messenger with a deposit, and then you want to ask for it back, the messenger says, "No, good and tug. I don't need to give it back to you." So they had already handed it over. So he had it. He's the messenger to bring it back to the to bring the deposit back to the owner, and now they want it back. So he says, "No, I'm bringing it back to the owner, and I'm not taking a chrys." Havakom et So they started to harass him. Amrulay, they said to him, Chazimar Hechi Kavid, look, uh, look what you're doing. Uh, they said to Rav Dostoy, look what he's doing. He's not acting nice. He's not a mensch. That, you know, he's not a mensch for not taking a chryas and giving it back. Amar Lahu, he says, Tav Ramulay, he says, okay, yeah, go, yeah, beat him up. <laughs> Tav, yeah, good. He also like He came back to Rav, uh, Rav Yeshia's son. He came back to Rachi. Amarlay. Chazimar, look, not only didn't he help me, he has kindness against the other one. Not only didn't he help me, Ella Omar He told those guys who wanted it back, they should give me a good uh, a good patch. They should give me a good beating. Omar he says, Am I Why'd you? Uh, why were you so quick to agree to give it back? Right? They said make a kidney. He said no. They said I gave it back. He says fine. I'll give it back to you. And the other one didn't give it back. So they started beating him up. So he says to he said to Rav um, Dostoy, uh, why why why'd you give it back? Why are you being so nice? Amarle, let me I'll tell you why. 
I'll tell you why. Because these guys are strong. They've got deep throats. They talk from their belly. Deep, the built, the gut, the, the tallest in armor, the hats in armor, big wide necks. Yeah? And their names are Muvhalim. Their names are, are Muvhal. They make you shake. Arda, Arda, Pili, These guys were tough. So Imrim, so Imrim, if they say to go Chapsim, the guy's dead. Imrim, Aruga, Hargin. If they say to kill somebody, the guy's, the guy's dead. Ilu, Argo, as Dusdai. If they would have killed Dusdai, who would have, uh, right? Who, what other son would my father have had? In other words, you're saying, like, what else am I supposed to do? Yeah, it was a life-threatening situation. You want me to say no? Guy, the guy's holding a gun to you. You guys are give me back the cup that I just gave you. You're like, okay, I'll give it back to you. Right? This is it's an important aside. Chas v'shalom. A person's ever in a situation like this. I had a, a I had a. I, I'm not I'm not great with time. I'm going to estimate it was three years ago. I was in Overland by that um, Marshalls Dollar Tree uh, parking lot. Mm-hmm. I had gone to get my uh, uh, my cell phone stopped working. So it's a cell phone repair shop. So I went to get my cell phone repaired. I get back in the car. Tried to save right. Money. You tried to save money. Tried to save money. I get back in the car. I'm facing the cell phone store. This car, all of a sudden, there's next to the cell phone store, there's a sneaker store. Two guys run out of the sneaker store, run out. There's a getaway car right there. They're holding boxes. And the the uh, security guy in the store is running after them and they get into this car and this guy, the security guard, runs out of the store after them. He gets out of the car. I'm sorry, he grabs the door of the car to not let it close. The driver steps out with a gun and puts it right on his head. And the security guy just puts his hands up. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he walks away. My heart was, you cannot imagine. This is mamish. My car was facing this. 11 feet in front of me. I'm like ducking. I called 911. Like ducking in my car. Anyway, the cops came down within four or five minutes. They're not that fast. They get there. And the security guard came out. And it was like a stick. You know, I witnessed it. And they told the security guard, what do business sugar? They said to him, you're a nut. A security guard in the store never runs after somebody for $150 is worth your life. What is it? Right? This, this, this guy thinks he's doing his job, like a Nibbuchachim. And they're telling him, your job is to let, let people know later. But nobody in their right mind, Nebuch, there are people who die over $100, right? People die over $300 it's, you know, over a bike, over this. It's mamish nakadai, it's not worth it. That's what he's saying over here. He says, they asked for it back. These are tough guys. What are we dealing with? Money? What are you dealing with money? Of course I'm going to say yeah. You know, you don't for a few hundred dollars. You don't you don't take a risk on your life. Are they also connected to the government? These tough guys are they connected to the government? He says yeah. He says Do they also have? Uh, are they respected? Yeah, in the world of uh, of toughness, thievery, thugs. 
If somebody says take money to Pliny, see, yeah, a lot to say about this, but okay. And the Shliach goes and he can't find. Now, why can't he find him? So, what happened was the guy died. What happened was the guy died. So, Reuven asks Shimon to take money to Levi. Okay, so Shimon takes the money to Levi, and when he gets to Levi's house, he sees that the sitting shiva for Levi is not here. Tani Chada, what do you do? One brisa says, Shimon should give the money back to Reuven and let Reuven deal with it. Shimon should go into the Shiva house and give it over to the children of Levi because they inherit Levi. Okay? So now this is a fascinating machlekes over here. Again, Levi may have passed away once it was in Shimon's hands already. The Shliach's hands. Okay? Let's get into this. Let's say this is the machlekes. One holds that when you say take the money, it's as if he's acquiring it for Levi. And therefore, as soon as he has it, it goes, he, the, Levi has it, and it goes to the children now. It's theirs. Just because he said take the money, it's so therefore it doesn't belong to the children, it goes back to the original center. says, no, I said, then why should, what's with the opinion that it goes to the children? When the sender is somebody who's healthy, so then when he says, take it, he doesn't mean that I want you to be zeichet. But when uh, somebody who sends it is a shchiv if Reuven is a shchiv he's on his deathbed, so when he sends Shimon, what he wants is Shimon should acquire it just so he knows that the money made its way over to Levi. Zvid Amar gives another approach. In both cases, we could be dealing with Okay? And the difference is going to be whether or not Levi was alive at the time that the money was given to Shimon. Meaning, if Levi was alive when Reuven gave it to Shimon, so then Shimon could acquire it on behalf of Levi because Levi is alive. But if, unknowing to Reuven, Levi had already died. So he says to Shimon, bring it to Levi. But Levi was already dead. So if, if, if Shimon comes to the house, and it turns out they're up to their fourth day of Shimon, and Reuven sent him that day to bring the money, Shimon knows that when Reuven handed him the money, Levi wasn't even alive. That's where we say the money goes back to Reuven. With Papa Amar, the Papa gives another approach. Either way, we deal with when the person who sends the money is Beria, he's somebody who is healthy. Okay, depends when the again another mahalich in when the sender passed away. Okay, was Reuven alive at the time that it could have reached uh, that it reached Levi or not? Fine. Continuing on this topic of whether when somebody sends money to somebody else. Whether or not the messenger is zeicha in it for the recipient, 
It's a machlekes tanoim to tanoim to price. So hayilach man the plaini take the money to this guy, a hundred dollars, and give it to Levi. V'halacha bikshuvay mitzvah. He show comes to Levi and Levi's Levi's uh, six feet under. Yachzeru lemishalech. He should give it back to Reuven. Meisam mishalech. Let's say Reuven died. Of Nosim Rav Yaakov Omru, Rav Yaakov says Yachzeru liyarshem mishalech. So you send it back to Reuven's children. The Yeshayim. Some say the yarshem ishin ishtalech loy. That it doesn't go to Reuven's children, it goes to Levi's children. Rav Yehud and the Sea, Omar, Mishum, Rav Yaakov, She'omar, Mishum, Rav Meir. If you don't say, Rav Yaakov said, Rav Meir, Mitzvah Lekayim Devrei Hamez, Mitzvah Lekayim Devrei Hamez, and therefore you give it to either Levi or his children if Levi is dead. Because now that Reuven died, there's a Mitzvah to Mekayim, the words of a person who's, who's passed. Lechamarm Yachleku. Lecham say Yachleku. Now, when do we say Yachleku? Usually when we're mesupik. So let's see. We're going to wait to see this opinion. The Kanomru, and over here they said, Really, the shliach can either give it back or pass it on to Levi's children. Amr of Shimon Anasi, these last two psukim are, need a lot of explanation. Amr of Shimon Anasi, Shimon Anasi says, Al Yodi Amru, there's a story that happened with me, and they passed in the Yaksu the Yashim Mishalech. It should go back to Ruven's children. You understand the case? Ruvain sends money with Shimon to Levi. Shimon gets to Levi's house and he's dead. So he says, okay, then we'll give back to Ruvain. He goes back to Ruvain's house and Ruvain's dead. So Shimon's now holding the money. He's like, what do I do? So that's where we have all these opinions. Either, I don't know, do what you want with it. Give it to descendants of either one or split it. And Rav Shimon Anasi is saying that, they, that uh, it happened by me and they passed it to go back to Ruvain, the sender's children. My love book in Mephilgi, the Tanakama Sabah, the Tanakama, who says it goes back to Ruvain, holds Hoylev Chlav Kishi Dami. It's because he never became Levi or his children. Rav Nasan Riyakov Nami, Hoylev Chlav Kishi. And Rav Nasan and Rav Yaakov also hold Hoylev Chlav Kishi. And even though the owner died, we don't say that it's a mitzvah to be Mekayim Divri Amis. Rashi explains like this. It's very, very interesting. This is really a fascinating um, concept. Fascinating concept. A lot of a lot of halacha on this, which which uh, maybe we can get into, or uh, we don't have time right now. And that's like this: there, in general, there's a rule. There's a mitzvah to the, the decree of somebody who passed away. Rashi says this is only true by somebody who knows they're passing away. If somebody was fully healthy and asked you to do something, and then they were in an accident. Something happened. That doesn't have the same level of mitzvah l'kayim divrei hames. It's very, very interesting to understand the, the difference over here. But that's where, uh, that's what Rav, Rav Nassim and, and uh, Rabbi Yaakov are explaining. And some say hailech is kishi, meaning it's already the recipients. Rav However, if the sender already died, I mean, the mitzvah came So because they they have a doubt. They're misupik. What the halach is? Whatever you're misupik, you split it. And here in Bubble, they said shuda adif. He could choose, yeah, whichever one he thinks is smarter. That's what he's uh, uh, allowed to do. Um, okay. Let's hold it here. We've got a thirty time for Mincha. We'll hold it here. We'll pick up from Rav Shimon and Nasi and uh, his story. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Chavar.